Part two of episode four of Lime Ninja Radio, my interview with Karen Smith and Lisa Hilton. You good old Americans, I tell you. <laughs> well, here, here's, yeah, well, there's, there's, uh, let me defend America a little bit and let's, just a little bit here. Uh, what, this reminds me of, my, my father was involved in politics and in, in the back room stuff. Uh, and, the way politics is done is not dissimilar for science. And I think what, what really we're discovering as, as people involved deeply with Lyme disease is how ugly and irresponsible science is. We have this illusion that it's this beautiful thing and the tree, the cream rises to the top and the truth comes out, but it's blood sport. And egos and money and egos uh, and money and, egos, money and power and That's power true. absolutely and and the, the truth doesn't always come out. It may take a, it does eventually, but it may take eighty years. But in the eighty years, we have people like Theata who are just suffering beyond suffering, mm. and it's just it's and I I I'm beginning to understand the 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 it's beyond anger. It's really just rage, just this low-level rage at the whole system. It is I try to tell people to turn their anger into advocacy. I tell people yeah. that daily. I say take that anger because, you know, you can go on Facebook and say, oh, this person did this and this person did that and blah, blah, blah. But nothing's going to change unless we actually do something about it. Right. We can complain to each other all we want, but that's why we got to get out there and get the word out, whether it's through writing articles or doing protests or rallies or Lyme awareness booths or doing a presentation at your school for little kids about how to remove a tick. All that stuff, you know, it's like all these pieces to a puzzle, and eventually that puzzle is going to be whole and the truth is going to be seen. Yeah, the the and, anger will eat you alive. Yeah. Uh, you got to take sure. that anger and put it into a, a – turn it into a resource. Like use it as energy, you know, fuel your – your activism with it, you know. I mean, that's that's the thing. You can't if you if you stay angry, you can't do anything. You can only that anger. It will. It's for me. I look at the fact that you know. I joke again. I I say I was doing my PhD was actually in profiling serial killers, and um, I say I'm profiling killers of a different kind now. Our governments, yeah. um, and and you know that's ironic, but it's true because the longer they keep we're at the moment here in Australia, we've actually just got a commission. Actually, we should hear back um, from that commission. They're, they're meeting again tomorrow, but it's the first commission in a long time. I mean, we're losing. I wrote on my on my wall, you know, I'm wearing my shoes on the 25th, not only for theatre, I'm wearing my shoes for Carl McManus, who actually died four years ago today. Um, also for Brendan D, he was, he was someone I met in the Yahoo groups. He was actually someone... He was my first close Lyme death. He, he um, I had mess. He, he was a beautiful man, forty in his forties with two young children, and he would help everyone else um, in the Yahoo groups. Never really complained. He didn't complain. Um, he would joke. He also had a peg feeding tube, um, but he would try and help people 
you know, constantly look for answers to help them with their treatment. And he was looking for something. He was he was he was researching something later towards the to the end of his life. And I, I remember I, Im- I I emailed him a lot of information, and he said to me, "Thank you very much for that." Like he didn't expect anyone else to help him. He's like, thanks so much. And I'm like, you're not getting out of it that easy. Of course I'm helping you. You're sticking around to help us fight this fight, you know. So he's like, you know, and his one wish was to um, to try and help people get better treatment. So when he passed, put me in bed for about a month, and that's because it was at the beginning of my illness and I also had adrenal insufficiency. So it was kind of... So my, you know, adrenal insufficiency, I was all, already problematic for the for the emotional response and flight, you know, to go down. But it was just such a shock because I'm like, this is just so not fair, you know. Um, and then I remember Rachel. She, I can tell you all of the ones, I, you know, Rachel, she died. We were talking one hour beforehand in a, in a Lyme support group. And the next day I look online and it's like, her, nieces writing about you know i will miss you auntie and i'm like rachel this rachel whose page we're on right now no you know like um she had died of a of a massive asthma attack you know was that a was that or was that lyme related maybe the lyme had weakened her lungs who knows but the fact that it was she had written me an hour before um hugs for your fur baby tomorrow because my dog was due to be put down the next day because of you know um, I believe Lyme, he had a tumour removed. His his tissues are, are due to be autopsied um, there with a, with a vet over in Western Australia, actually. So she just messaged me this about Sam, you know, hugs, and and then she was gone. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so and then so theatre, I had a couple of people call me and go, we just wanted to call you about theatre so you didn't read it online like Rachel, you know. Um and we had a couple through the worldwide Lyme protest. Paul, Paul was 26. He's a Western Australia as well. So when I get to Western Australia, I'm actually going over to spend Red Shoe Day. I'll spend Red Shoe Day the Friday itself, the 25th, um, which will be your 24th, but I'll spend the 25th with Blake, which is Carol uh, Theatre's partner for five years. He is actually sick as well, um, and he has POTS, so I'll spend the, the the day. He can only sit up for about 40 minutes is his maximum length of time. Um, so I'll, I'll just spend the day hanging out at his place. You know, he can only talk for about 20 minutes too. He's very, you know, so we'll just hang out and put all the red shoe pictures up and, and whatnot. And then on the 26th, the 26th we'll go to Cottesloe Beach. That's where Theatre's Ashes were spread um, after last year. So... There's about four Western Australians. Um, Paul is the only other one I know. Um, I, I know there's another couple, so we'll all get together and and um, just maybe take some gluten-free food or sit at the on the beach on on the 26th. So take and and do that and just get together and just spend that time with each other and and try and remember. A lot of it is, I think, to take away a lot of the anger. I'm I the deaths now. <sighs> It's not that you get used to them, but it's kind of like you use them to continue the fight. You know, it's to give you more energy to go to go forward. Um, for me, I never ever thought I, I wasn't a protest type person. Never thought I would protest in my life. Got Lyme disease when I got back 
I went to the first protest in Australia organised by Danielle and, and, and Dana back in 2012, I think it was, in Sydney outside the health department. It was my first protest I've ever attended in my whole life. I then organised one with the, outside Brisbane with another lady, Rachel, you know, and then we're doing this nationally and internationally. And I kind of said to my dad, look, if they don't recognise it soon enough, I think I might Thelma and Louise, the Westmead Hospital. I'm going to, you know, find a ute, get a, you know, <laughs> put a whole heap of manure in it and drive it in. You, I could be getting arrested here. <laughs> um, he's like, as long as no one's hurt, as long as no one's hurt. But, you know, Lisa has grandchildren. I'm sure she'd rather be, you know, spending the days with her grandchildren than, than organising protests and I'd rather be out knitting or doing something. But you can't walk away from this. You can't. So, Lisa, how can people uh, participate in the Red Shoe Day and where should they share pictures of the Red Shoes and how should they let people know? What's what's the organization of this? Um, World Worldwide Lyme Association is our website that um, we are promoting this event on. We have a Facebook event page, um, Red Shoe Day, and that's where people can post their pictures People who mostly everybody knows me and Karen on Facebook, and they'll be sending them to us on our pages as well, too. But we do have an event called Red Shoe Day that they can post their pictures on. And once once people start posting pictures, it'll be in the news feed and everybody will see it. And, you know, it will help them know where to go and everything. We can send you the links to it also. We would like to encourage we'd like to encourage people, like Karen said earlier, not just to, you know, just wear red shoes but we want we'd like to get people together to celebrate the life of people not just the death but the life of these people and to have like you know to sit around and talk about the memories and post the good memories of them on their page along with the pictures you know they could put a special song they had that reminds them of them or you know do whatever they can to to remember their lives to honor them and um yeah so they can post their stories or their memories and then the pictures of them with their red shoes they can have a little cookout. They can all go meet at the park. They can get have a little gathering at a Lyme support group. You know, whatever they want to do to get together to remember these people. I know our Lyme support group lost a lot of members. And so, like, like they could have a little, you know, mem- memorial meeting or something, you know, just to sit around and honor the people that have passed. I'll be wearing my red shoes for um, my friend Chris Urbanowski. She just took her own life about a month ago. And her husband and her mom and her sister have all been on Facebook, like in the Lyme groups every day, just learning all they can and trying to, I think, to help themselves get through it. They're they're getting involved in activism and everything. So I've been like talking to them a lot. But I just want to say Chris Urbanowski, my friend Aaron, Patrick Wiley, Debbie Bowden, Jason from my support group, and my doggie Tuffy that died from Lyme disease. Those, those are my friends that... I have lost to Lyme disease that I'll be wearing my red shoes for. Lovely. And I think that's the thing, you know, we're just trying to, the longer we go without recognition, there's a hard, it's, it's very hard sometimes too. I remember when, um, just before I went over to the UK today, tonight did about six or seven shows of Lyme disease in Australia. I got interviewed for one of those. Um, You'll see my stuttering and all sorts of different things on on that. But um, the hope 
it's really hard because you see all these people and a lot of people go, oh, look, it's going to get recognised now. People might see what it is. We might have, you know, it might get better. The situation will get better. I still remember in when all those Today Tonight shows come out because they were the first ones sort of on television, a lot of people in the Australian Lyme community thought it might get better. The government might start recognising it and this might happen and that might happen. Um, and then when they did the protest later on in that year outside the health department, they thought it might get, you know, again, they thought it might get better. So the hopes are up and then they're down and then they're up and then they're down. And, and now I say to people when I get, when something happens, like with the worldwide Lyme protest, we had, that is the most publicity I've seen worldwide. I mean, even in the UK, they got on the BBC. Extremely hard to get on the BBC. And uh, Nicola Seal, who organised the UK protest last year, was interviewed by the BBC. So, And a part of that was because it's worldwide. The, the whole huge thing was the worldwide thing. Um, and that's... But there is the constant up and down. People see something, this is going to make a change, and then they realise it's not. Like, um, So I think with the Red Shoe Day, we're trying to encourage people to put their, I don't know, it's just we're losing a lot, and with each loss comes a lot of sadness, a lot of anger, and I guess that's where we're not encouraging just to be sad. People need somewhere, and some people also need somewhere to go to know that they can talk about it because a lot of people in, in the Lyme world do, and do give comfort that's, you know, that, that, that the loved ones pass, but then a lot don't, a lot are quiet because they're afraid that um, I remember I, a couple of examples. Someone said to me when, when theatre passed, I really love theatre, but I don't want to share it on my page because my family are worried I'm about to take my own life as well, you know. Or someone else posted and said, you know, or private messaged me and said, I wish that was with me. Why don't I have the courage to be able to be away from my pain, you know. So there is just you get so many mixed emotions with these deaths. Some Some wish that they could just, you know, they wouldn't do it, but they just wish they could. Because I don't know where the quote come from, but there's one quote, Lyme takes you to the edge of death and leaves you there. It's so appropriate for many, many people. So we're trying to – a lot of people don't talk about it and a lot of people are, are made to think that, you know, if someone's um, taken their own life, then they shouldn't talk about it. It might encourage other Lyme patients to do it. And So there's a lot in the community that haven't had the chance to say, you know, I remember down at the beach singing this song or playing guitar with my loved one. You know, it's okay to, you know, it doesn't matter how, the, it's just okay to remember them, you know. So I guess I'm not sure I'm getting that out right. But, yeah, there's a lot that haven't had the chance to talk about, talk about, talk about the the ones that have passed because death sort of no you can't talk about death because my my loved one might die next or my you know this one might die or so and so might commit you know suicide it also makes us each realize our own mortality every time i post the lime death and i do because i run the lime memorial so i always post them but um people are always write to me oh my god what happened what exactly happened do you know because it makes them look at themselves and realize that it could be them i also want to bring up something really fast and karen remind me later to add this onto our website too and and what is lime i have a page called the double pinky swear and this was made because one of my friends named roxy she's a woman who has lyme disease on my wall 
her little son, I can't remember if he was seven or nine, but he was a little kid, you know, a little boy. He passed away from Lyme disease. The night before he died, he held his mom's hand and he said, Mommy, make me a double pinky swear. You will never take your life. And so she made him that double pinky swear. Well, when she told me that story, I started a page on my website called the double pinky swear. And we ask our Lyme friends to sign their names that they will never do anything to hurt themselves. Mm. And so we we should probably add that on, under, on like the Red Shoe Day event or something for people to sign. I don't know. It's up to you. It's on my other website, but if you want a link to it, we can. I think it's good because I think a lot of people bring that 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 one up when there's another suicide in the community. Yeah. Or, you know, as as Carol 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 said with 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 um, theater, she euthanized herself. You know. So, but a lot of people a lot of people do that, and I mean, as you said, people get worried about it. I know. With theatre, you know, we were like, she took she took her own life. This was, you know, please understand if you're going to post on this page, do it out of respect. Her battle was 14 years long. You know, don't, basically it was a don't make any judgments because you haven't lived to that. You know, that was, she fought a damn hard fight, you know, and she looked for every alternative. So, but I also think that, you know, there was a, an American lady, it was posted on someone's page, I think it was posted on an open page, like under our skin or something like that, that she had taken her own life too, around the same time, time that theatre did. And there was a lot of people, there was dozens of people saying, how had she passed? And I happened to know from, you know, her being on my wall that she had taken her own life as well. And I just said, for those asking how she passed, um, she could no longer take living with Lyme and she chose to take her own life. Like I was as respectful as I could be, but I got some very nasty messages from other people going, how dare you tell people how she died? And I'm like, that was her private business. I'm like, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but you have a lot of other people that are worried for their loved ones as to, you know, what are they going to die from? Did she die from heart problems? Did she die from this? Did she die from that? So it's it's a very touchy subject and there's a stigma about those, you know, taking their own lives. And, you know, it's on, on Red Shoe Day, the explanation that I wrote was, you know, she left this she left this earth on the twenty twenty fifth of July. Um so there's there's it's not it's not obvious when you first read it, but if you go to her wall and you can see her explanation, we don't try and deny from the fact that she did take her own life but if you you have to read her whole story to to actually see that and then you know what if you've read her story you can understand why she did you can't just judge straight up that you know it's something she did on the spur of the moment this was something you know that matter The, the point is is that like we're losing people because of how terrible it is to have Lyme disease. And that's the bottom line, you know, whether you die from heart failure, from a clot in your pick line or from suicide, it just shows how terrifying and how traumatic this disease is, Mm. you know, and and we got to get the seriousness of this disease out, you know, to the public because people, you know, they hear all three weeks of antibiotics, she'll be fine and blah, blah, blah. But that is like so far from the truth of this, you know? Right. That's right. That's, that's the top of the funnel. So I have two, two things I'd like to share with this conversation. One is, uh, I have an uncle 
who committed suicide many, many years ago. And it is very difficult uh, in the family, let alone outside, to talk about something like that. Uh, it is just so painful and leaves so many answered, unanswered questions behind. Uh, and part B of the first story, that story, is that I am Catholic and I do believe suicide is a sin. And at the same time, to have compassion for somebody who that looks like the best option. I totally, totally get it. And to, so you can have the judgment, but at the same time have the compassion. It's like, but don't throw the first stone. It's, um, it's, it's not, it's not our place to, to do that. And lastly, in Chinese medicine, there's, there's a beautiful idea that your, your spirit can get sick. So you can have a disease enter the spirit level. And Lyme disease fits into an old uh, classification called gu, G-U, in Chinese medicine. And these gu diseases are like flour that's been uh, uh, saturated with oil. And you can't, once they're together like that, you can't separate the two. It's very difficult to treat. And they considered these gu infections an invasion. And the invasion can invade your spirit. And at that point, uh, you're, you're broken. And, uh, unless you do have lots of support, like you, you are creating, um, there's, it's, it's brutally difficult to go on. There are lots of people who are broken bodies and broken emotionally or mentally, but their spirit's strong and they can fight another day. But when your spirit breaks, uh, even for a small time, we've all been to dark places. But when it finally really gives out, there's there's not a whole lot left. Well, that's it. And I think, you know, Lisa and I are very much the same in that respect where we can both have very off days, very sick days, but we don't post about that. The spirit's not broken because we help other people and we help other people by, you know, support groups, by advocacy, by getting the word out there, what for me is, you know, I remember getting interviewed outside an awareness event and someone, and it was outside the health department, it was our second protest outside the health department, and the interviewer said, what do you hope to achieve by this? And it's like, well, we're not going to change their mind. We realise that, but what we need to do is raise the level of voices. We need to get loud, you know, and I think that's a part of the worldwide line protest. You know, you've gone from one country like America to now there is not just the Americans, there's the Europeans, there's the Australians, there's, it, this is all around the world. Our voices are increasing and we will increase to a level where, where they can't ignore us. That concludes part two of episode four of Lime Ninja Radio. We'll be back with the third part tomorrow. Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.